Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to the Traffic Masters Show. Each week, Traffic Masters explores the lifeblood of your business, generating traffic, turning visitors into leads, and conversion strategies. Mastering traffic and conversion allows you to grow a business you love and live the life of your dreams. Welcome to the show. Well, welcome everyone to another episode of Traffic Masters here on Blog Talk Radio. I am your co-host, Gina Gaudio-Graves, the Dean and Founder of Directions University at directionsuniversity.com and the co-founder of Divizio, the affiliate network for all niches at Divizio, D-U-V-I-S-I-O dot com. We've got my co-host, Jack Humphrey, the Associate Dean of Directions University and co-founder of Divizio.com, joining me today as well. Hello, Jack. Hello. How are you today? I am wonderful. And you? Good. Took a long walk today. I'm ready. Have a good show today. Oh, good for you. Well, looking forward to our guest today. Absolutely. We have Kristen Joy, and I'll go ahead and do her introduction, and we'll get to know Kristen better today and talk about traffic and and uh, everything. <laughs> so Kristen Joy is called the Book Ninja and is a highly sought-after publishing authority, multi-best-selling author, and writer for her award-winning blog who has started over 50 publishing companies, published over 200 books and e-books, and trained thousands of authors throughout her publishing career. In fall 2013, she challenged herself to write and publish a new Kindle book every week for 18 weeks straight, then went on to create her exclusive Kindle in 30 challenge. Kristen, you are welcome on Traffic Masters. Hi. Hello. I'm excited to be here today. Man, are you kidding me? 18 Kindle books for 18 weeks straight. That's insane. Yeah, it was. I did not sleep, and I ate a lot of chocolate. That's the only way I was able to do it. <laughs> that was the big secret. So, so pretty much, chocolate is a core component of the Kindle and Thirty Challenge. Chocolate is a core component of everything that I do. <laughs> everything. I, I agree. I think that we're onto something here. I think we have been for a while. <laughs> I'm gonna get along really well with Kristen. I can tell already. <laughs> Yeah, I actually yeah, have been I, known to accept chocolate for payment for courses, just saying. <laughs> well, you know, it just depends on how much cacao is in there, what the percentage is, right? That's right. I do prefer darker chocolate, and actually the chocolate that got me through writing all those books was not full of sugar. It was raw chocolate that I made myself. So it Ooh. actually gave me a lot of energy, and if I woke up at 4 o'clock in the morning with an idea to write, I woke up at 4 o'clock in the morning, I ate chocolate, and I wrote. <laughs> so wow. my body clock was totally screwed up after that 18 weeks, but I had 18 fresh new books on Kindle. Wow. 
Well, tell us a little bit more about that. That we've we I don't think we've had anybody on Traffic Masters that's been as prolific in the Kindle department as you. And a lot of people just don't know about that world. Give us a little background on on what your life as a Kindle publisher is like. Well, what's interesting is I'm known for Kindle because of doing something outrageous. You know, doing the 18 mm-hmm. books in 18 weeks and you know, absolutely crazy. But my foundation is in the print world. I've been in the print world since 2003. And I've run several different publishing companies, mostly in the print world. And only really after I did that personal challenge did I start taking over Kindle. Um, But it's grown by leaps and bounds. And that's because Kindle books are highly searchable by Google with their descriptions and keywords in their titles and subtitles. And they're fast. They're easy to get up. You know, there's no cost to put a Kindle book on Kindle Direct Publishing with Amazon. Um, they reach a humongous audience, and they give people answers that they're seeking in the moment. And most people won't even blink at spending 99 cents or $3 to get an answer from someone who's clearly an expert in the topic that they're searching Google for. So it's really grown by leaps and bounds. And you know, while regular nonfiction books, like bigger nonfiction books, still sell about one-to-one Kindle and print, so people tend to buy both. Um, short nonfiction books that answer questions, like very specific ones, usually sell more on Kindle than they do in print. Hmm. Awesome. Well, so traffic is is a. I kind of perked up when you talked about Google and. Highly searchable. We know that Amazon makes products easy to find after they've met some some benchmarks, and they'll even help by advertising on regular products. So do they do that on Kindle as well? Do they help with uh, putting you out in front if you've had a little bit of success or a certain number of reviews that uh, they'll kind of bump you up in visibility? Absolutely. I saw after I published my it was between book six and seven in my my author's quick guide series because those are the books I wrote first. And between book six and seven, Amazon started doing the customers who bought also bought, the also recommended for you, customers who viewed also viewed, and they started emailing customers who didn't even buy books, but they view books similar to mine or one of mine and give them recommendations. So after I got all 16 in that series done, because 16 of 18 were in that series, then Amazon started, and they still do this, they'll email out if someone looks up one of my books and buys it. They'll say, oh, you might also be interested in one of these titles. And I've had many customers forward me emails from Amazon and say, I want Amazon to do this for me, where they'll recommend you know, 12 to 20 books in an email with little thumbnail images. And in most cases, almost all those images are my books which is just really cool to see. So Amazon definitely beefs up the marketing. They run targeted ads with retargeting campaigns on Facebook and other social media platforms. I mean, I, why why pay for ads when Amazon's doing it for me? Yeah, I'm happy to have right. them pay for that. And, and, and why learn how to do retargeting and, not, and how to run ads? I mean, it's, not, it's one thing. To, paying for it's the easy part. Knowing how to be good at it, um, and Amazon is definitely good at it. Anybody that's looked at anything on Amazon and then gone back to Facebook or somewhere else, you, you're faced with that thing that you looked at until you're sick of it. <laughs> like, oh, absolutely. Every single chance they can get to get you back to something that they've seen you go through, uh, shop for, especially if you put something in your wish list or whatever. I mean, it just haunts you everywhere. It's like, wow, I, 
I'm pretty honest with myself when it comes to paid advertising, and I know that I wouldn't be that diligent in putting together uh, a bulletproof campaign like that. And so, yeah, that is a really big, strong appeal. So, well, how long are these books? I mean, what did you do in a week when you got a book done? What What did you end up with? Well, the first book in the Authors Quick Guide series was the first one that I did, and it was Authors Quick Guide to Pricing Your Book. And it's the shortest. It's only 4,000 words. Mm-hmm. It's only answering that one question. It sells for 99 cents. It's still one of my best sellers because people want to know how to price their book. So I've got formulas in there for print, for Kindle, how to figure out your market, your niche, you know, what's, how to do the research, all that, and comparison pricing and so on. And when I wrote that book, it literally took about 14 hours from when I got the idea to it get me getting the email from Amazon Kindle Direct Publishing saying it was live on Amazon. It took 14 hours for me to write it, design the cover, figure out I could do an entire series with it, um, do a self-edit later on in the day, and get it sent to my programmer, and he turned it around like within a couple hours. <laughs> so right, I got the idea at about 4 o'clock in the morning. I started working on it at 5, and by 7 o'clock that night, I had a book up on Kindle. Um, that book is wow. the shortest one. Yeah, it was fast. Uh, my coach at the time said, asked me, because I told her what I did, and she said, do you think you can do one of these a week? And I had it in my head I could do one a day. I mean, it really didn't take that long. And I said, oh, sure, I can do one a week. She said, okay, go for it. So she held me accountable for the entire 18 weeks because she wanted me to do it through the end of the year, and this was in 2013. And so I did. It got really rough there. Um, you know, two very minor holidays, Thanksgiving and Christmas. <laughs> holidays mm-hmm. most no big deal. Off. <laughs> Not a big deal. Yeah. Uh, family vacation was thrown in the mix. I was actually with my coach at a beach retreat for a week. So I had four weeks that were taken out that I had to write two books in a week to make up for those four weeks so I could still release them on time. And um, But, you know, the way it all ended up working out was I thought, oh, sure, I can do this easy because, you know, the first book was only 4,000 words, not a big deal. It was basically an informative booklet that gave a a very in-depth answer, more than you would get from a blog post. And then as I started writing, most of the books in the series ended up being around 10 to 12,000 words. Um, Some were 6 to 8,000 words. And then some of them, uh, two in particular, were close to 20,000 words. So as I got more proficient in writing and tackled some bigger topics, like how to market your book online and off, you know that book covered a lot. So that one's more like 20,000 words. And I was going, okay, well, maybe I can't do one a week. <laughs> but you know, that's a lot of words. I pushed through, ended up with about 150,000, maybe more than that. I haven't really added them up, but I, I guess they made around 150,000 words at the end of the 18 weeks total. I know, that's a wow. lot of words. <laughs> yeah. A whole lot of words. So you ended up writing a whole book easily uh, <laughs> in the process. Oh, yeah. And so, yeah, and you stayed in the same topic range. So you stayed in your expertise. That's how Amazon is recommending your books in groups, right? Because they're very related to each other, right? Exactly. And uh, so I want to follow this all the way through now. I want people to really be thinking and following through. So you've got, I mean, Kindle books, you know, at 99 cents a pop, it, it's not your end goal, right? I mean, that you've got a course, and you probably have some pretty strong calls to action in every one of those books to go to your website, right? Oh, absolutely. Um, 
I use the littler books, the nine nanotech books, more for lead generation than anything else. Um, I offer uh-huh. a lot of free tools, free resources. I've got a freebie offer right after the introduction. So, you know, it sends them to a web page. It's a, just a j- domain name, but it'll send them to a page on my website with a form they can fill out and get something for free. Um, and then I've got, you know, each book has its core content. The later books reference the earlier books. So I'm sending traffic and letting people know I've got other books in this series. And then at the end of every book, I have a thank you page that invites them to review the book, to share it with a friend, to uh, leave comments or go visit my blog, um, you know, get in touch with me on social media, visit my fan page, things like that. And I can tell when I do a promotion on one of these books based on my freebie offer in the front I can tell how many freebies come through as a result of that promotion because I get an instant bump when I get a whole bunch of people. So whether they read the entire book or get to the end and and see an advertisement in the thank you page or after I have ads after the thank you page as well for related courses, it's always related, um, or a related resource or in some cases more on coaching depending on the book, Um, those whether they get to all that stuff or not doesn't matter because they're still getting on my list. And that's what's most important. Right. So somebody could get a real education in, in two dimensions. They could um, they could watch what you're doing, and then they can take part in what you're doing by buying that first book and seeing how you've threaded it all together. <laughs> and they could go back to their niche and do the same thing, couldn't they? Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, that's what I teach in the Kindle Challenge. It's The Kindle Challenge is not not just publish a Kindle book and be done with it. It's all about the series because that's mm-hmm. the best way to take over Google. Now, Google and Amazon love each other so much, they're practically in bed together. <laughs> I mean, they, mm-hmm. if you search for anything on Google, Amazon always ranks the top. I mean, I was actually searching yeah. for display cases today for retail space, and Amazon showed up as one of the first results. And I'm like, really? I can buy a display case on Amazon? Apparently you can buy anything on Amazon nowadays. Outrageously expensive, but still, you know, Google loves Amazon so much. So if you can yeah. title your book and create an entire series of these things, that will give people an instant answer that they're searching on Google for, whether they're looking for a free answer or not. If they click over to Amazon and see that you have several books in that series with the same niche, they're going to have this instant perceived, perceived notion that you're an expert which is probably the case. I mean, if you write more than one book in one niche, you probably know something about that niche. So Google's, you know, telling these people, go check this out. They click through. They see you've written more books on the topic or in that niche. They buy one of them, and suddenly they start getting targeted by Amazon to buy the rest of them. And it's gone so far as I've had people, you know, human beings, we have a collect-them-all mentality. I collect stuff. Mm-hmm. Everyone I know collects something. And actually, I collect quite a bit of stuff. <laughs> too much stuff. But Amazon you know, helps that. They they know that and they target people with something they're interested in and tell them, you know, I tell them, collect them all. So even in the backs of my paperback books, I've started getting into creating coloring journals and other kinds of journals. And I teach, I taught a journal course recently as well. So, you know, anything that I do with these books, I back it up with training. And vice versa, if I'm doing training, I back it up with books. So people will see I've actually done it. In fact, in my journal training, I mean, talk about Kindle traffic being awesome. 
and my journal training, I put all my Kindle books in an ad at the back of the book that said collect them all. So now people will know if they buy the paperback journals that they can also get more education on Kindle and get those answers instantly to whatever one they're interested in. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if I do a promotion, which I've done several times on Facebook, I'll just post a note and say, hey, guys, you know, my book's on the countdown deal today. Go check it out. Every time I do that, I get somebody in the comments say, you know, I thought I'd had all these, but but according to Amazon, I don't, so I just bought four. (laughs) I bought the four I was missing. So they definitely go and buy more than just the one that's on sale. That is so cool. I mean, this is a real machine, isn't it? It's a real traffic and lead generation machine. Definitely. And it's it's definitely more traffic and lead generation than book sales. I mean, there's a lot of Kindle gurus out there that are teaching, you know, make five figures a month or five figures a week. And some of them have the numbers to prove it, that they actually have done this. But what they're not showing you is they've done hours and hours, sometimes years, worth of research in things like Facebook targeting ads in um, a lot more than just get a book up on Kindle. They present it as put the book up on Kindle, Amazon will market it for you. While that's true to some extent, that's not the way it works. Most self-published books, Kindle and paperback combined, sell 75 copies total throughout their entire lifetime. 75 copies. Nobody yeah. can live off of the royalties of that. <laughs> There's no right. Way. So unless you have a backup plan on the back end of the book, it's really worthless. All that time you put into it, all that energy, it's totally worthless. It's just really you might barely make up your investment in the cost of a cover design if you hire out a professional cover artist and that's it. But right. the way that I teach is quit leaving money on the table. You know, put things in your book that generate traffic, that generate leads, that build your list. And I can tell you in the past eight months, I have made well over double six figures just off of training courses based off, you know, the traffic I've gotten from Kindle and the list I've built from those books. I'm getting chills. That is so awesome. I've always wanted to talk to somebody that – I've seen a lot of the Kindle, uh, you know, make money with Kindle publisher type things, and and I could tell right on the surface that something was missing. I didn't have to buy all their stuff to know that right. They were they were leaving stuff out of the the sales copy that was really mm-hmm. important for me anyway to become a customer and and be even moderately interested in what they have. And I'm like, there's got to be somebody more legitimate out there that <laughs> knows about leverage that understands that. And has the the, I just didn't understand. It's such a big selling point to me, and maybe it's just because I'm in a very specific demographic or uh, level of understanding or something. But it is the most critical sales position to have. We don't play on on you know Amazon uh, exclusively. We use leverage. We use this as a lead generation thing. We we have strong calls to action. This is the tip of our spear. This is the top of the funnel. And there's a lot more to come, and there's a lot more intricate workings, and nobody ever put that in their copy, ever. I've never seen anybody do that, and I haven't met you yet, so you probably do come very uh, flat out and say that, right? Because that's really important. Absolutely, absolutely say that. I mean, and that's where a book series comes into play, because a series, each book 
in the series sells the other books in the series. So that's more royalties. Mm-hmm. You know, so you're making more money on book sales, but it also reaches more people because not everybody who buys the pricing book might be interested in hiring an illustrator. But I've got a book for that. Yeah. So if they're interested in hiring an illustrator, they might actually be interested in pricing that book that they're doing the, with the illustrator. So they might it'll work the other yeah. way. You know, so doing an entire book series is really the key to making money on Kindle for book sales in addition to having stuff to back it up. And it's, you know, I know there's, well, there's a lot of fiction. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, no. I'm not stopping you. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, there's a lot of fiction authors out there who are like, yeah, but with fiction, you know, I'm not going to sell anything else. I just want to sell books. That's all fine, well, and good. But if you look at every single successful fiction franchise in existence, there's not a single one that only sells books. Every one yeah. of them sells something else. Something else. Merch. Even if it's just bookmarks, some kind of product. Yeah. Every one of them sells something else. So in my Kindle Challenge, I do both fiction and nonfiction, and I teach fiction authors why it's important to build a list, how exactly to build that list, how to sell stuff to them, how to give stuff to them for free that all lines up with their fiction books. And, of course, the most important thing is to make it fun. You're not just building a brand. You're building a world in that case and everything that goes along with that world. And, you know, if we look at fiction, just for an example, if we look at fiction, back in the 1800s, the way that print books worked was very different than they are today. The primary form of family entertainment was sitting around reading books, and they would read them out loud. Well, publishers didn't have all the technology that we have today. They couldn't afford on hot-selling authors to wait for the whole thing to get put out in print, so they serialized books, and they would come out one chapter at a time, Well, both Dean Koontz and Stephen King tried this in the 90s fairly successfully. And the biggest thing that ended up happening in doing that was even though the price of each chapter was less than the price of a full book, what they ended up selling the entire book for was almost 10 times more than what the price of a single book would have been with all the chapters in it. So for fiction authors that really need more leverage, selling it as a tracked book the way that you're talking about would actually make them a lot more money. It does, and I actually do teach that exact method. Awesome. Well, for our ahead, traffic Jack, nuts out there, one one of the things that I want to make clear here that's going on that maybe people aren't seeing, if I wrote the best book in the world, it's according to me, about uh, using leverage and traffic and lead generation. So I've got this book, and it's got a title that's got the keywords leverage, traffic, lead generation. And in that book, I talk about a lot more very specific things in the chapters. Those are all keywords. Those are all ideas. Those are all um, levels of understanding that people will search from. In that book, I might talk about joint ventures. And and out on search, somebody's going and looking for joint ventures. But the title of my book has got traffic and lead generation and not joint ventures in it. And so it's harder for me to have all of that stuff in my book and all the different search terms in my book 
to show up because Google and Amazon are going to really pick off the top part, which is traffic and lead generation. So I'm going to get a I'm going to get whatever traffic I can from people doing searches around that. But inside a book, you have tons of different ideas, uh, all these chapter titles and everything. This is huge search engine fodder that you don't necessarily – I know that Google and Amazon can read the books. They can read the excerpts, and they can still search up re relevant results without just depending on a title and a description. But you do lose a lot because they put the most importance on that. You know, every search engine does place a, a significant amount of importance on a certain thing, and in this case, it would be the title, the description, and general stuff, and then that's it. But if I took that same book and took like every chapter or, or sections of it, and and you know maybe a chapter is too short for a book, but a uh, just you know divided it up into sections, and I pulled all the salient points out, and I had not only a book on traffic and lead generation, but on joint ventures, affiliate marketing, every one of those being a different. Man, I can see how this works. It, it's just a beautiful <laughs> mind kind of thing where the Internet has changed everything. I think it's also a salient point that, that Gina brought up. Why in the world is she talking about the 1800s? This is 2015, and, but the thing is we still have an 1800s mindset in publishing. Everybody thinks that you have to make <laughs> a book in a certain way. Right, and I'm gonna. I want to be an author, and I'm going to write a book, and I'm not going to do some weird digital thing. They might. They might already be uh, behind the eight ball just for considering Kindle. And then how you publish your book is a serious 1800s mindset still to this day. Even though Kindle has taken off so big, and and uh, lots of different tactics are being explored, that's still on the cutting edge, uh, and it's not really. I don't think permeated the. The you know people are lots and lots tens of thousands hundreds of thousands millions of people are reading uh, Kindle stuff, but I, I don't think that the world has completely taken that step forward where we can think of book publishing or publishing in general in this new world thinking. This is crazy cool stuff, and I think a lot of them don't know about search engines. They don't know about how Amazon works, how Google works, and so when they're thinking they want to write a book, they're just going to write a book. And it's the worst thing you could possibly do. And if you want to maximize the number of searches that you can possibly serve uh, of all the different contexts that people will be coming at you, your book would be perfect for this person, but it's not in your title or description. It's buried. You know, what they're searching on is a chapter that's within your book, and they can't find that as easily. And that's not promoted by Amazon or Google as much. I just think it's pretty brilliant. Why, thank you. <laughs> I'm giving you all the credit for it. All of it. Yeah. <laughs> because and I totally discovered this niche. <laughs> and hey, no, this is Jan. Kristen, I, hey, and Jan. I just want to say, Jack, I didn't bring you just a book expert. I brought you a ninja. <laughs> That's right. Okay. It's true. You called yourself a ninja right off the bat. I'm, I'm surprised you, that you've exposed so, you yourself because you're supposed to stay in the shadows. That. Yeah. Well, yeah. So this is not there's no wimpy little thing. I'm like bring the ninja. <laughs> so, Kristen, and this has been great. I I so appreciate you going through all the process because, you know, I think a lot of people really they don't they just it's not that they they don't want to do better. They really just don't know how to deal with this stuff. You know, it's it's also um many moving parts. But my question here was how important is it for you to, for a person, not you, because you obviously had your back end somewhat in place before you started. 
So in percentages, how much do you spend time on, you know, helping people, you know, get their back end together before they start this process? And, and can you talk a little bit about that? Well, the way I teach the Kindle and 30 Challenge is it's a 30-day challenge that covers three different tracks. So there's a track for writing, one for publishing, one for marketing. And there's separate videos for each of those every week that they would go through the challenge. It's self-study, so you know if they really wanted to cram 12 hours worth of training in a weekend, they could. I don't recommend that. But the way that I recommend that they go through it is they pick. If they're just starting out, they choose the writing track and the marketing track. If they've already written a book but they don't know what to do with it, then they start with the publishing track and the marketing track. The idea is that they've got to do the marketing from the get-go. You know, they could work their way all the way through the writing, but the marketing track coincides and coexists with both writing and publishing tracks so well in the way that I teach it because some of the stuff in marketing you really need to do while you're writing or as soon as you're done yeah. writing if you already have the book done. So like, for example, in week one, in the marketing track, I start out with building your posse. You know, who's got your back? Who's got your back when the negative reviews come up? Because you will get a negative review because undoubtedly somebody who can't read your book description will buy it thinking that it's for them when they don't understand that they're not your target audience. <laughs> and so they'll leave you a nasty gram. There's also trolls who will who troll Amazon just to leave nasty reviews just because they get a kick out of that sort of thing. What do you do in those cases? Because if you get any of those right off the bat, that drops your ranking on Amazon, and that's not a good thing. So I'm all about building your tribe. You've got to have people who have your back so that when something happens, which it has happened to me, you get those kinds of reviews shut down immediately. You know, now, it's different if it's an honest negative review. If it's an honest review, that's, that's totally, totally different. If you put out crap, expect negative reviews. But the idea is that you don't put out crap and that you start building your tribe, which includes your opt-in, your email list, and so on. So I'm not one of those gurus who says you need to have your book published in a weekend to be successful because, honestly, that has killed the publishing industry. That's why the self-publishing industry has such a bad rap and why so many self-published books look like crap and they are crap because people rush through the process just to throw something up thinking that they can call themselves a published author and get all sorts of benefits from doing that. No, quit it. <laughs> I was going to say, stop, stop it. it. Stop it. <laughs> you know, my idea of success, and this is what I tell my challengers, is that within 30 days of starting the challenge, they have their rough, messy, crappy draft done. They have something written down. Their, their first draft is written. It's not, it doesn't have to be edited. They don't have to have their cover done. They don't have to have every, you know, their website completely done or anything. I've got students posting in the Facebook group over a year later, about a year and a half after I started running this challenge, and they're posting now, I just now got my website done, my opt-in's ready to go, and I'm ready to hit the publish button on my book. A year and a half later, were they a success? Absolutely, because they got it done, they did it right in a way that's going to benefit them way longer. Because if you put up crap, you might sell a half a dozen copies or a couple dozen copies, and then your book dies. It's done. But if you put up quality, then the book keeps selling and it's got an evergreen shelf life. And it's so important. This is what kills me about people. And, and I'm going to help you with this whole stop it thing because I want people to quit it. I'm a, I'm a big-time Kindle user. 
uh, I love, love, love. I, I even I have my uh, Android, and it's just loaded up with books. And you know, some of them were mistakes. Some of them were really bad. And some of them, I, I'm very generous. I'll, I'll, and lazy. So I don't refund uh, everything that's really total crap. But I've had to do refunds, and I'm like, this is so stupid for people to think. They've been looking for something of meaning in their life all their lives, something that can be so important that it provides for them financially, it gives them that sense of accomplishment, lifetime bucket list kinds of levels of accomplishment, and then they, wanna, they, they discover this thing. They discover you, and you teach them, and then they want to rush through it. You can't. I mean, seriously, you've been waiting your whole life to do something meaningful, awesome, and it's going to, you know, you can quit your job if you do it right. It's very, very important. Take your time and do something really great with it. And, and it'll still be really fast relative to the time that most people have been searching for what they really want to do to make their mark in the world and provide for themselves financially. It's crazy how people do that, but it is kind of a, I guess it's a human nature thing. They're like, well, let's just get this thing going. It's a formula. And I'll just, you know, it'll read like a formula too. And people will hate it. And then, <laughs> then you've wasted all that time. And then the worst thing is you, you go around telling everybody, I tried Kindle and it didn't work. Kindle doesn't work, <laughs> which is <Yeah>. not true. <laughs> I love that one. Kindle doesn't work. Yeah. And then there's another pet peeve of mine where somebody publishes one book on Kindle and suddenly they're the guru who can teach everybody else. Oh, I right. Well, everybody's natural reaction is that they have some kind of success, and they, and I'm, I've been like that too. I, shoot, I want to run and tell everybody, and, uh, and it's like you got to stop that too. Stop that. Quit that. There are real, true experts, people who've done bigger numbers than you, have studied it harder than you, and they're the ones who are go- you're going to be competing with when you decide I'm going to start my own how to publish on Kindle empire. Well, there's a there's people out there. There's a lot of them out there, and then there's some cream of the crop, like we're talking to today, uh, right now. <laughs> and those guys are going to be in your face all the time because the quality always rises up, and everything else just it's a struggle. So keep doing what you're doing. I mean, you could go to another industry, you could go to another niche, and serialize uh, a book series there. Um, that's really where everybody needs to be thinking about this. If you want to expand or you want to teach people stuff, keep teaching them things that you know. Teach you, you know, quit trying to teach them things that other people can, you know, run circles around you in, and because uh, it's just going to be heartache. They're going to win every single time. They're going to win that game. You might have a quick win, but for longevity, you know, like you said, the really good content is evergreen. It continues to get great reviews. It continues to get supported, and at some point, it's cemented in the the, the infrastructure in that category of Amazon as the best thing. And you, then you have to be the one who has to try to break that down, and it's very difficult to do. So keep going, I would say, keep going. Go to another niche if you have to, or continue to improve what you've done with your books. Can't you uh, come out with different parts? I mean, can't you come out with a new um, thing? Like, I've learned new things, and here I'm replacing book number six with this, or I'm editing it, and I've added all new freshness or wonderfulness or facts or things that have, especially if you're in an industry that changes a lot. You can do that, right? Oh, absolutely. And, I mean, the thing is, do you really want to start another company? Because that's what you're doing. You know, so many people see an easy button. They're like, oh, somebody asked me how I got published in Kindle. And so I'm going to start doing that. Someone just this week posted one of uh, the groups I'm a part of on Facebook. You know, I was thinking about helping someone out. And a friend of mine who asked me how I published my book, and I was, 
you know, I was going to do his Kindle book for, I'm thinking, $100 to $150. What do you think is fair? And I wrote her back and I said, okay, so here's the deal and here's what you really need to think about. There's people like me and others who have an affiliate program who have training that can teach these people step-by-step how to do it on their own or how to outsource parts of it or whatever. You know, we There's lots of us out there who already are very much so experts in that industry and basically own the niche. And you can refer them over and not have to do any of the work and still make the money, which is a win-win-win because you're making money still. Your person is uh-huh. getting taken care of by someone who actually knows what the heck they're doing. And it helps out people like me who work so dang hard for dozens and dozens of years to learn this stuff so that we can teach it with quality and integrity. Or you can choose to look at the bright, shiny object of I can make a lot of cash really fast and hop on that bandwagon, do a couple of books, spend your lifetime trying, you know, lifetime of your hours in the day trying to deal with the people because you don't know how to handle them because it's a lot more than just, oh, I'm going to do your book for you. You've got customer service issues. You've got to be on the ball with all the different registrations that need to happen. You've got to actually know what you're doing besides just your book. And I can tell you from experience, the people who do this after one or two books or even three or four books of their own really don't know what they're doing. They do not have the capacity or the, the broad range of experience to know what's best for the people they're trying to help. And they always start out with the best of intentions. They really do want to help. But if that's your goal and you really do want to help someone, then sign up for somebody's affiliate program and promote their stuff. You're somebody who's got a proven track record. I've put more than 1,200 people through my Kindle and 30 Challenge. More than 1,200 people. Of those 1,200, I've got a 95% participation rate in my Facebook group. That's unheard of. Most people who buy a course never even open it. In fact, I think the going... The the going statistic right now is 30% of people who buy a course actually even open it, and less actually, like 3% actually complete it. My numbers are way higher than that because I've worked my tail end off to make sure that I bring all of my, you know, well over a dozen years of experience to the table. And, you know, it's an insult to people like me to watch other people intentionally or even unintentionally mislead people and give them bad advice because they don't know what they're doing. So, you know, a lot of times it's just ignorance. You know, those people genuinely want to help their friends or family or whoever, and they don't know that people like me and others who have affiliate programs exist, that they can refer their friends to to get the good advice. So quit playing guru. You know, it's nothing more than the people who are selling a new MLM every week, and you hear about their new business opportunity on Facebook because the first one didn't work out, but this one's a sure thing. You know, this is the same exact mindset. Do what you're good at. Have you ever heard of Microsoft and (laughs) Coca-Cola? Yeah. You want the next opportunity? So let's get back to this. I want to give people as much value on this as possible and just show off what I already know to be true about you is that this goes really deep. And one thing about true experts is you can give away all kinds of stuff and you've still got a depth. Your bench is so deep that you're not giving away everything, (laughs) and people still need to come in. So let's prove that. I want to get back into just tell me a scenario that you've got all of these books, this huge series of books, and there's a million different ways. Literally, there's there's lots and lots of interactions that people can have. Or 
the, there's a lot of first exposures to you that people can have uh, through search, through which book that they're searching for that they don't even know is a book until they find it on the topic. So maybe go through a couple of scenarios how people get from um, go from search to finding something on Amazon, one of your books, to going and getting something free, to going all the way through to your back end, just so people can get a picture of what this thing is doing for you. All right, so uh, uh, sorry, my assistant just uh, messaged me, and it looked like it was something important because she said, about your site, something's down. I'm like, oh, crap. <laughs> <laughs> that always happens when you're on the show. Always, 100%. Of, yes. Well, we've been having a lot of technology issues over the past few weeks, so I'm like, what just happened? Crap. And I think she's actually listening to the show right now, so at least stop it. <laughs> oh, <thank> you. <laughs> so can you repeat the, the question, just the question part? Yes, absolutely. Give us a couple of scenarios of how people become aware of you through search or through uh, searches on Amazon or Google and might come through the middle of your series, so one of your books, and they all basically work the same. They have strong calls to action and things that you want them to do to take advantage of, to go through the resources, how they end up on your site, how they end up buying your, all the way up to your biggest selling product or your biggest profitable product. Well, what's interesting is um, as far as my Kindle books are concerned, yeah, I wrote them in a specific order, but really I just wrote them in the order that people asked for. I put out a poll on, in one of my Facebook groups and I said, what do you want to learn? And whatever one got the most votes, that's what I wrote next. <laughs> and then I just nice. on the list. Um, so by doing that, I was literally giving them what they want. And I, was, I had a built-in audience because I did have a Facebook fan page and there's something going on in the background, um, a lot of heavy music, so I can't really hear myself. Um, so whatever that was, thank you. Um, so, you know, I did sort of have a built-in audience, but my Facebook page at the time only had 200 people on it. So it wasn't very big. Um, but of those 200 people, you know, maybe 50 of them actually commented and voted. And then I went down in order, and I just I wrote what they wanted. So I'm literally giving the people what they want. And um, mm -hmm. I noticed that because I did that, my bestsellers even today, well over a year later, a year and a half later, are still the ones that they voted on initially. They're the ones that they want. Um, so first of all, give the people what they want because chances are if someone's saying, yes, I want this, they're also searching Google. And by people searching yeah. Google for that, they may find one of the books in the middle of my series. They may find one at the beginning. But the fact is my series is not listed books 1 through 16. They're just the titles. So people may not know I wrote the pricing book first. They might not. They might think I wrote that one last, and and I don't care. You know, I, I'm more interested in finding them where they're at with whatever question they're asking. Now, as far as how I move people into my programs and stuff like that, I do that differently. I use the books more as social proof for my programs. So, like when I do a webinar for the Kindle and Thirty Challenge, and I sell people into that. I usually do it with a webinar with, um, I'm actually setting up an evergreen funnel system right now, which is a new thing for me, but normally I do it with joint venture partners. And I'll, I'll have an affiliate promote me to their list. I'll do a training webinar for you know 60 to 90 minutes long. In fact, um, my journal webinar to sell that course is 90 minutes long of content and demos, and then I do Q&A after that. So it can go about two hours of my time. And then I, I sell them in with a special coupon code deal where they can get a discount on whatever course I'm, I'm promoting. 
but I used the books as social proof. So, for example, I did two webinars before the journal design basics class that I just ran, and I ran the class live. The way that I sold it was not, hey, I've done these journals. Because while I have published one, well, I've published two coloring journals now, I wasn't teaching coloring books. I was teaching different styles of journals that I've never done before. So my social proof for that was I have written all these books on Kindle. I know what I'm talking about when it comes to writing and publishing and marketing your books. So I'm going to take that knowledge, put it into this course, as well as I'm going to create a journal in a day and a half live in front of you and see if I can actually pull this off. And it was really cool because Friday night I wasn't even done with my journal yet. I finished it Saturday morning. It was a Friday-Saturday class. And on Saturday morning I woke up with the idea before I was even done with the first journal that I should totally wow my audience to do two. I should do two books. (laughs) And so I did. I designed, published, sent to print two books in a day and a half. And it's from scratch. Actually, I let my audience choose what I was going to do. I gave them uh, five choices in a poll of what type of journal to do, and then I did it from scratch right in front of them. I did the research on what I thought should go into it based on what's already out there. I taught on that. And, and this was also while you know creating course content and teaching the content as well. And then I did the live thing. So my hook for getting people to buy before the live class was, let's see if I can pull this off. My hook for mm-hmm. after is a social proof that I pulled it off, not just one book but two. So I use my books kind of backwards. Yes, I do get traffic from the books, and yes, I do sell a, a butt-ton butt of books. <laughs> a buttload of There's books. a new term today, folks, butt-ton. Look it up <laughs> in the Urban Dictionary. <laughs> That's right. And so, yes, I have that, that that happens. But I use it more as the proof that I know what I'm talking about because uh-huh. while I am an author and such, I'm a trainer more than anything else. I'm a trainer first and foremost. Right. And a coach. Well, okay, so here, here's a little clarification for everybody listening. What you've just talked about is the more advanced stuff that could not have happened if you hadn't done your series first, right? You needed the series, and there was, there was success from the series. There's good, strong calls to action. People are moving through, coming to your website. All of that had to happen. And now what you've just been talking about is the more advanced stuff like, what would you naturally do next? After you've got your series done and after you, after that part of it's rolling, you've then turned around and kind of like a snake eating its tail a little bit, looked at it from a completely different direction and and started a new marketing campaign, a new focus on, well, okay. So if, if you're in another industry, uh, which everybody pretty much is, there's only one Kindle Arthur uh, expert in this room right now, everybody else is in another industry, picture yourself doing that same thing. What are you going to do after your series is done? Well, the formula was one formula. It was just given to you, uh, and and that's what you would do. You would start. You would definitely have built, or you would still be building, a really good solid audience, and they're going to want to know more. There, some people are going to be uh, following very closely and have read all the books or most of the books, and they're like, okay, what do we? What do we do now? What do you got more for us? We want to do some more stuff. And what you're talking about in this second part of our discussion is the expansion. How do you expand on what you did, that initial success after all the obvious things now that have happened from creating a really successful series on Amazon? That's right. I mean, you do need to think long term. You know, Most people just write a book and stick it up on Kindle and then wonder why it doesn't sell or why it doesn't do well or give them any more back end. Well, it's because you have 
A, stuff missing from inside the book that could drive traffic, and B, you didn't have a plan to begin with. I mean, yes, right. I had a business. In fact, I had a, I think I hit six figures the year that I did the Kindle, my personal Kindle challenge, the 18 books. And that was my first six-figure year. And, you know, I was darn close for two years before that, but just barely shy of it. And I'm like, really? <laughs> I look at yeah. the numbers and I'm like, really? Two years in a row and I'm so close. But the what pushed me over the top was creating all those books and creating that social proof. Yes, I did joint venture webinars before that. Yes, I did try and sell products that way before that. Was I super successful? Not really. In fact, back then, I did more done-for-you services and publishing other people's books, which became, you know, that was really the foundation. That was 75% of my income. And through my personal Kindle Challenge and creating the Kindle Challenge course, that flipped my business model. So for a couple of months, my business model was 25% income came from the done-for-you services and the rest was the training course. And that was scary. I'd never relied on training courses that much. But what I found was I can reach a lot more people. I've got a game plan now going forward. I've got a formula that works that I'm constantly tweaking. I'm constantly doing things a little bit different, trying new things. Every time I do a webinar, I switch it up just a little bit to test something new and see how the audience responds because it's always pretty much the same type of audience, same target audience. And uh, in some cases, it may not be my target audience, and I find out real quick, okay, not doing that again. (laughs) Yeah. You know, everything is a learning experience. And what's most important is I have a lot of interests. I can go in tons of different directions. In fact, I used to. I used to be all over the place in my business. I was a professional photographer for a while. I was a graphic designer. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I did ad design and, and more than just book design. I, I did editing. You know, I did all sorts of stuff. But as soon as I narrowed my focus and said, you know what, if it doesn't fit with this niche, I'm not going to do it that's when I became successful. And as soon as I focused on it, now I'm the I'm one of the top go-to people for this. Am I the top go-to person to go speak at a writer's conference? No. Why? Because I really hate speaking to writers. I really do. You know, we mentioned the 1800s earlier. Most writers mm-hmm. who call themselves writers are stuck in the 1800s. They're stuck with the way things yeah. used to work. And I don't like talking to them. My audience are entrepreneurs, so that's where I focus. You know, I focus on places like this interviews to you guys, you know, places where I actually got an invite to speak on a cruise. So I have a call tomorrow morning with them. It's my first cruise that I'll be speaking on. That's pretty exciting. And I, even though I... Congratulations. Why, thank you. I made the decision earlier, or actually a couple months ago, to not do any speaking at internet marketing events anymore. And that's actually one of the first times I've said that publicly, (laughs) that I'm not doing those kinds of events anymore. Why? Because the last few that I did, just they didn't do it for me. I didn't get the yeah. thrill that I used to get from it. I I got no clients, no customers, and I said, you know, this really isn't worth it. This is this is not worth my right. time, and I have to pay my own way, and I can't sell. What's the point of that? <laughs> so, yeah. Well, yeah, join the ranks because that's mm-hmm. uh, the, the, a lot of ship jumping there in the last uh, six or seven years for sure. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Uh, you're not alone. Now I've jumped. <laughs> I've jumped yeah. the ship, but yeah, hey, can you tell me opportunities? Is, Absolutely. Oh yeah, but I mean, it's just so you really got to think about that because it's very limiting. You've got so many times you can travel in a year, and right. if you go to a super super specialized thing that they might be having trouble filling the seats and all that, that's still one of your big trips for the year. 
And it's always going to be very easy. So if you don't if you don't hit it, if you don't nail it, that is a wasted trip and everything else. And I think a lot of people have figured that out, and they're very, very picky about the events that they go to uh, anymore. And they might be really strange events compared to what you might think uh, you or I might go to, you know, if people knew us. And, and it was like, what are you doing at a real estate convention? Ha, ha, ha. Wouldn't you like to know? <laughs> Have fun at your Internet marketing one, though. <laughs> but, yeah. Well, I wanted to ask you one big question. What, what? Oh, go ahead. I was just going to tag off of that again. Um, apply that to your business. You know, you, you when you're oh, yeah. looking at an investment of it, costs me roughly around a thousand dollars or so. Usually, just that's the cheapest would be a thousand dollars to go attend an event, to pay my hotel, my food, my flight, and all that to speak there. And what do I get out of it? You know, I have to weigh that. Think the same thing the next mm-hmm. time you want to to buy a new course, or the next time you want to become an expert in a new niche, or do you know add something to your feather, your cap of I do this too. You know, like yeah. such as the gurus and publishing that we talked about earlier. Think about that. What is it you actually really, going to cost? You really you? learned that lesson hard, didn't you? I mean, you I like did. you took that to heart. You finally got that down, and I think that's really great because nobody would expect to get that lesson out of today's you know uh, advertised conversation. But you, but that is huge, and it's rampant. A lot of people are like, man, I could do this. I could do this. It's like a kid in a candy store, in a sense. Except every one of those pieces of candy doesn't come with just, well, I mean, you're going to get fat. I mean, (laughs) all that candy, I know that you like all that candy, but you are going to get fat, and you're not going to be able to move, and you're not going to be able to, and in business, you have to be able to be nimble and fleet of foot and fancy free and all those things. So I I like that we got that lesson in today, too, from somebody who knows, has been there and done that. But I have to ask you, what is, is, is 18 a magic number? Where the heck did 18 books come from? 18 books in 18 weeks. Not a magic number. It came from when I, the day I told my coach that I wrote a book that day and sent it off to Kindle and that it was done, to her asking if I could do one a week until the end of the year. It happened to be 18 weeks until the end of the year. It happened to, okay, all right. Well, I didn't want anybody to derive, oh, it's a magic formula. You have to have 18 for a sweet spot in uh, keywords or traffic generation or anything like that. The magic formula is six to seven books in one series within one niche. Okay, cool. Well, that should come as a nice, nice uh, surprise to everybody or a relief to everyone who's thinking, God, 18, are you serious? Is that, do you have to? <laughs> Dear God, no. <laughs> Please okay. don't go do that to yourself. Nobody has to be as crazy and manic as Kristen to do this. So this is a very good right. thing for you guys to learn. We don't have to do 18, but that's, that's pretty cool. If you want to make your name in something for having done that 18, that's a side thing that goes along with your niche and how you want it to stand out. But it's not what has to be done for you to be successful with this style of publishing and, and marketing. Uh, six or seven is more the, more the number. Good to yep. know. Six to seven is actually pretty know. darn good. Okay, so you've got lots and lots of students. You've had some that have gone through your training. Can you give us an example? You don't have to name names or anything, or you might. You might want to promote them because they're really great. But tell us about somebody's success story with this that did somewhere like the six or seven series. Uh, well, I have one student in particular who, uh, Stefan is his name. I can't pronounce his last name. I always butcher it. But if you, if you uh, I want to say Google, <laughs> Google, Google Plus. 
if you look on Amazon and do a search for books, you know, tips about Google Plus, he owns that market now. And Hobnanian. I don't know how many. Yes, Hobnanian, That's it. I usually can't pronounce uh, it. Right. He's awesome. <laughs> I had him on. Yeah, he's awesome. I interviewed him, and he is legit and the real deal for sure. Yep, he absolutely is, and he's one of my top students. Um, he's one I remember mostly because he he did the very first Kindle challenge I ever had, I believe. And um, he published his first book within, I think within a month after that. He had it totally done and up. And he's done several books in the series since then. But his first one, because um, I think I had a one-on-one session with him also, a coaching session to help him strategize this, but his first book ended up making him more in book royalties. I think it was at least twice as much, if not three times as much, as what he paid for my course. And that's just a book royalties. Nice. He also had an entire yeah. back end, which is awesome. So, I mean, he's one of my shining stars, and I have several others. I mean, really, even people who aren't published yet, they're all phenomenal because they support each other in the Facebook group. It's one of the most active groups on Facebook. And I just have this, I must attract the best people because my journal design group, I'm going to do a Facebook group for each major course, and the journal design group for the new course has about 300 members in it. There's just under 500 people total purchase the course. And the, the group has over 300 members in it already. So that's around 300. So that's a pretty good, you know, people, pretty good ratio of people who actually are taking action. And several of the comments in there, especially over the past week, have been, you know, I know I'm supposed to be somewhere else on Facebook, but I can't stop looking at the stream in this group because it's so good and so active and so helpful. Oh, and that the is the cool best thing, thing is, anybody could ever say about your group. I, I mean, as a group know, owner, you it. have to be a proud mama. <laughs> I am very much so a proud mama of my groups. And the cool thing is the Kindle Challenge group has every single – it's open to every single Kindle Challenge member. So it doesn't matter when they join the challenge, they can join that same group. So we have veterans in there that have published 10 books, people who have not published any yet. And that book is just as active as it was when I did my first course. Even in between, like I used to do the courses live, and I run them live every few months. Now it's a self-study course because I have so many people in it. They're like, but I don't want to wait until the next one. But I want to share it with my friends. (laughs) They can't get in until October. That's not fair. So I turned it into a (laughs) self-study course in July, and I said, okay, people, have at it. (laughs) Go go have fun. Go, Go share it with each other. And I mean, that that group is just as hopping and buzzing as ever just because it's a great group of people. And you know what? I don't know everything there is to know. There's always people posting new cool stuff in there that I didn't know about, new tools, new resources. And I'm like, you know, new articles oh, yeah. that talk about law changes or whatever. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, I totally didn't know that was happening. That's awesome. Yeah. Thanks for letting me know. I can't keep up with everything. I really can't. Right. I'm only one person. Nobody can. And, and being in a group that's that active, you, you, you you end up keeping up on on more of everything because of the group. So having good groups is is really good. And going into it thinking I'm going to be the expert and everybody's going to listen to me and I'm never going to get anything out of you know this from the in the other direction is crazy talk because I, I think a lot of people would admit to that experience and we certainly do in our groups. I mean people are out there watching stuff and looking at things in our industry that. We don't have time to. We wouldn't even know to look sometimes. And we're supposed to be the experts, right? But we tell them right off, this is a co-creative experience that we're having here. And it sounds like you've got one going, or or more than one going, uh, in your groups as well. So where would somebody go if they needed to 
they, they want to take action on all this stuff that they've heard today. They're fired up. They're ready to go. They've, they've not done anything like this. They may have done a Kindle book at one point and been one of those people who wondered why it didn't sell and didn't really do anything. They might have taken another course and had some of the results that you talked about <laughs> you know, from other courses from people that didn't really know what they were talking about. So where does somebody get started with you? If you go to thebookninja.com, so it's T-H-E, thebookninja.com. Um, that's mm-hmm. my main hub blog site. And under products, you'll see the Book Ninja store. And there's all sorts of stuff in the store. And then there's also another side button for the Kindle Challenge and uh, so you can get involved in that. Um, it's There's a ton of articles on the site, too. I mean, tons of free articles. So there's a search the publishing dojo on the right-hand side where you can search something specific. There's blog topics listed there. I mean, I've got 113 articles in publishing. So there's a lot of information <laughs> for you to be able to go wow. through. Wow, nice. So, you know, start start there. If you really don't know where you're going and what you're doing, start there, do a search, and see what comes up under whatever your question is, what you're interested in. And then, you know, if you are ready to take action on becoming a Kindle Challenge member, then go to kindlein30.com. That's a direct link to get to that page. Um, and then, of course, the journal um, the journal class is journaldesignbasics.com for the basics class. I will be running an advanced class. I'm not sure when that will be, probably maybe sometime in September. I'm not positive on that because I also have a lot of people requesting because they do want to start their own publishing companies or they want to publish other people and they don't want to do it wrong. They don't want to get caught up. But you know, a lot of people in the writing industry, that's natural for them. You know, It's natural for an editor or a designer to offer those services. So I will be doing a business of publishing class. It will be a two-day live class, and there's no page up for that yet, <laughs> but you know, you can get in touch with me on Facebook and so on to, to be one of the first to know about that um, because that's going to be really cool, and that, that's my next class that's up and coming. Kristen, thanks so much for being on Traffic Masters. You've been one of my favorite guests of 2015, bar I mean, just awesome. This was just action-packed. <laughs> you say that stuff. to everybody, so so admit it. <laughs> no, he I've said no, that to several people, but I haven't said it about Kindle. <laughs> <laughs> okay, there you go. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Thank you. It's been this a blast. This really was awesome. Here. That, this really was awesome, Kristen. Thank you so much. Jack and I have been Skyping back and forth with ideas the entire show. Yay, that's exciting. And we will be back next week, same time, same place, for another episode of Traffic Masters here on Blog Talk Radio. Have a fantastic week, everybody. And if you haven't gotten signed up on Divizio, the affiliate network for all niches yet, so that you can either sell other people's products, sell your own products, set up some joint ventures, go do it now at joindu.com forward slash Divisio, D-U-V-I-S-I-O. Have a great week, everybody. Join us Tuesday at noon Eastern for the next episode of Traffic Masters, from traffic to conversion to business success. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. 
More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.